Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It is Pushing the Limits. So glad that you can join us on a very sunny Monday, the day after the Masters. And uh, we'll get into that. Don't worry. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to with the golf. Jamie D in the house. And uh, we have some special guests today. A lot to get to, a lot to go over today. And joining us in studio... Our number one is uh, a man known as the golf guru. He hasn't been in studio here in a while, so it's good to see Dennis Silvers. Dennis, thank you so much for being here, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Always, uh, always a pleasure to be with you. Unfortunately, Dennis's mic isn't working. That's not a good start to the show. Go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead. All right. There uh, you go. There we go. All right. I, I knew that. But anyway, always great to be here with you. I didn't and, know you had uh, a limp mic, uh, Dennis. Yeah. 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 Well, as long as that's the only thing, I'm uh, I'm in good shape. But well, yeah. Anyway, good always nice. You. Good to see you, Dennis. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Augusta National and the yeah. Masters. And I'm wearing my Tiger Woods shirt, as you can see, the mugshot shirt. Uh, plenty to talk about Tiger Woods and the Masters. But we have to start off. Uh, Jamie, Dennis, we have to start off. Why am I saying everybody's name? I sound like Chris Wynn when I do that. But anyway, um, Chris Wynn will be joining us in hour number You're two. Very inclusive. Uh, That's a good yes. Um, I didn't know Chris remembers everybody's name in the first he, place. He does. Yeah, and, does he, he? and he says it every time anyone's <laughs> yeah. in the room. All right. So let, we got to start off. Uh, we'll get to the golf. But uh, again, another tragedy, another mass shooting. Uh, police officer now in critical condition. And we know at least four people are dead. In a shooting in a bank, it was like a scene from a movie, some witnesses said, in Louisville, Kentucky. Local hospital said it received nine patients after the shooting, including a police officer who I just mentioned is in critical condition, a hero who is trying to save lives. Uh, here's a shocker. The shooter used an AR-15-style rifle. Shocker. What a shocker. But everybody wants to get into the weeds with me. Oh, no, an AR-15, it's not an assault weapon. Um, so here's something interesting. Republicans, Dennis, I know you're a Republican, so yes. when I say Republicans, it doesn't mean I'm including you. Thank Some you. Republicans want to point out that this shooter was a Democrat, which has zero bearing in this shooting. Now, when, when people bring up... What does that have to do with anything? Exactly. <laughs> when people bring up a political affiliation in a shooting, if it was politically motivated, then that I think that's very important. Republican or Democrat, let's bring it up. Like, for example, when Steve Scalise was shot. Right, right. This was a staunch lefty... Uh, right, at the ballgame, yeah. Right, right. And, and that was appropriate to bring that up because that was motivation Correct. for the shooting. There is no evidence to support that this had anything politically motivated. Right. In fact, the shooter who I guess happened to be a Democrat, told a family member, right, Jamie, you were telling me, yeah. that he was suicidal and he was going to go into the bank and kill a bunch of people, and I guess then he killed himself. That has nothing to do with whether he's a Democrat. You know what Republicans are not talking about today? Some Republicans? Gun control. Right. Mental health. Yep. Gun control. Um, Say it again. Gun control. Yeah. So, Dennis, <laughs> I want to ask you this, because you come from a different political perspective, even though I think we agree uh, on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, when people talk about, when Republicans talk after a school shooting, and they uh, many Republicans, not all, they want to talk about how we need to arm our teachers, we need more security in the schools. How is it then that in a bank, when we have all this technology, cameras everywhere, armed security that are actually trained, yet somebody could still go in there and shoot a bunch of innocent people? What makes people think that if we arm teachers? 
that's going to change anything. It's not. Help me understand that. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you. And this thing is such a tragedy. I mean, people, as you know, we talked about before the show, people are just going nuts, Brian. I, you know, I don't care what their political affiliation is. Their philosophy and their outlook on life is just weird. Mm. They're, they're, they're whack jobs. Yeah. And it is a real serious problem, be it mental health or, uh, political affiliation or their beliefs or whatever. But, but that's a very, very good question. I personally don't think arming school teachers is the answer yeah. because when push comes to shove, Brian, you know this. How is a fifth grade teacher actually going to take a gun out and shoot somebody? Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah. it's really hard to do that. And yeah. how are the kids going to feel protected and safe anyway? Because I know if I was a student with a teacher and a gun, I'd be afraid of the teacher. You know, <laughs> I would not feel safe at all. <laughs> but, but, but yet we have all these, and I'm going to just say it, they're Republicans that are trying to focus on the fact that this shooter may have been a Democrat, and yet they're not talking about gun control issues, what could have actually prevented this shooter, yeah. who was clearly mentally deranged, yeah. suicidal, from killing a bunch of innocent people. And now we have a police officer, a hero in critical condition. Mm -hmm. We have four people that are dead. The governor out there uh, said that he actually used to bank at this facility, and he yeah, actually yeah. personally knew a f uh, one person that's right. deceased and one yeah. person that's in critical condition. But yet you have so many despicable people that are emphasizing the fact that this guy might have been a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And again, another AR-15 type weapon, but everybody, you know, that is pro-gun. The fact of the guns. Yeah. They, they don't want to talk about the actual gun that was used here. Yep. It's so frustrating to me, man. I, and, Brian, I honestly don't think when push comes to shove that gun control is going to happen. There's too many big time corporations, people, manufacturers, uh, gun clubs that are, are so against this. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen, Brian. I, I, you're probably right. And I know a lot of Republicans don't want to hear this, but the reason why it's not going to happen is because Republicans fail to pass gun laws uh, and put gun laws on the books. Now, listen, you true. Could, you could That's have, true. I agree you could, with you. I'll, I'll be, I'll be pragmatic here and say that. You could have every law put in place that I want. Mm -hmm. It may have not stopped this shooting from happening. It yeah. may not have. 100%. How, well, how, yeah, cycles are going to get guns regardless. Yeah. They're going to find ways. 100%. And I, and I totally understand that. However, we put an assault weapons ban in place. We do more to help those that are mentally ill. Red flag laws on the books. Raise the age 18 to 21. I do believe that there are things we could do. It may not have stopped this shooting. Yeah. It may have. It may not have. Right. But it will lower gun violence in this country. And that's what gets me frustrated. There's not one Democrat that I've heard of that would say, oh, you pass these laws and it's going to end all the gun violence. That right. would be a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. But yet Republicans today, they want to emphasize the fact that this was a, a Democrat if you go on social media right now, what's, what's, what's trending right now is hashtag another Democrat. Mm. And I said to myself, how despicable are you? Do you yeah. think that those who lost loved ones care about what the political affiliation right. was? Hell now, no. if this was a Democrat bank or a liberal bank, <laughs> you know, or, or, or the other way around, if it was a um, Republican bank, only MAGA supporters right, could go there, right. and then a liberal went in there and started shooting people, then I think that would be appropriate to talk about the politics right. of it. But there's no evidence to support that this was politically motivated at all. And None. what does your political party have to do with anything in general as it pertains to a mass shooting? Because in at the some end of the day, why are you trying to the, the, dismiss the fact that the guns are the problem? 
Why are you talking about a political party? At the end of the day, why are you also trying to place a situation on a Democratic Party when the Republicans are the ones who need to make the, make the decision regardless about gun control? Right, right. And, and now we're learning that the uh, officer in quick elution from the Louisville shooting graduated from the police academy just 10 days ago. Oh, wow. Uh, how sad wow. is that? That's very you know, sad. How, how, horrible. So we hope that he uh, pulls through. Horrible. An example, the Texas El Paso shooting at the Walmart. In the manifesto, talked about Donald Trump and mm-hmm. attacking brown people and, and those that are undocumented. That's appropriate to talk about because that was the motivation for the right. shooting. My understanding, and we're going to learn more about the shooting, but my understanding of this shooting in the Louisville, Kentucky Bank is that this was a deranged individual who was ready to die and he was suicidal. He used to work at this bank, so maybe he had some grievances and he just went in there and started to kill innocent people. It had, that, it, from what I can tell, it had nothing to do with politics. If anybody can tell me anything otherwise, then so be it. Republicans and Democrats right. commit horrible, violent right, acts. Right. Uh, if we stop playing that damn political, stupid game, and by the way, if a Republican goes into a bank and shoots a bunch of people, I don't see a lot of you know, people in Washington that are Democrats saying, oh, you see, Republicans are the ones that commit the mass shootings. It's just despicable. We have to stop this and look for solutions yeah, right. to this very, very awful problem in this country, which is gun violence. 100%. Yeah, I, so I agree. Also, too, I want to understand, when will people get tired of these situations? Yeah. When will people get tired of having these conversations? And my thing is, what will it take for you to actually put laws in place to stop this stuff? I mean, the like I said, the, it's the governor who said that he lost close friends mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the governor lost close friends right like, he was very emotional exactly. in that press conference yeah. and, yep. but it shouldn't take that type of situation for it to hit home it should hit home yeah. when you're american people that you're supposed to support and protect yeah. are killed regardless well you make a good point and i think from what i see on the news and from television more and more uh politicians be them democrat be them republican are saying you know, when is this going to come to an end? Enough is enough. enough We've got to start looking at things and start doing something but about Dennis, it. But Dennis, what you said earlier, I kind of agree with, because it's like after the, uh, could we have anything worth of what happened in Sandy Hook, where a bunch of eight and nine-year-old kids were, were, were killed, and, and nothing really happened then. Right, but right, it wasn't Barack right. Obama's fault. He tried to but pass see, proper gun legislation, yeah. and Republicans d- would not allow him to do so. You know what I said last weekend, last week, which I'm actually very sad that i said i was like there's gonna be a next mass shooting probably this month and look less than a week later i said that probably what yeah. wednesday or thursday there's a lot of and so i think a mass shooting is defined as four or more people being right. killed um and i don't care whether it's black on black crime i i don't I, I, people want to emphasize the race of somebody or the political but party. i will tell you this in mass shootings where there are i don't know 10 people that are killed or more a pistol, for the most part, is not being used. It right. is an assault weapon that is being used. Yeah. But yet Republicans, many of them, again, not all of them, many of them don't want to address that issue. And again, I'm not saying that this shooting definitely wouldn't have happened. And I'm not saying that some of these other mass shootings across the country wouldn't right. have happened because that would be irresponsible. But again, I go back to what I said earlier. If you put an assault weapons ban in place, we do a better job of helping those that are mentally ill. If you're getting seeking men- you know, treatment like the shooter the trans shooter, and I hate to use the term trans, but but the shooter in Tennessee was seeking mental health, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were getting evaluated and trying to get up. That, so me, per- that just- person should not be allowed to purchase a gun legally right. mm-hmm. when they're getting evaluated. And I, I agree totally. with you, but I also want to ask both of you this question, Dennis and Brian. Do you believe that the description matters when you're describing an assailant? Because you said trans shooter would have been more correct to call them a mentally ill shooter versus a trans shooter because like you said them being trans or them being a democrat has nothing to do with them being the shooter it's what they're going through or what 
is actually well, happening in that, that moment. That's a very good point that you raise, and I think the reason why trans has become an accepted term mm. in today's political arena, mm. as opposed to a whack job or right. mentally ill, right. it's a little more sensitive and, well, and sensitive. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, and, well, and, and it's basically the same thing. I think you've got to be a whack job. Right. To be a trans, that's just yeah, my right. opinion. And I, I, was, I, was, I was telling Brian this last week that it's a way to deflect from the problem. If we call them trans, we don't have to dig deep into them being mentally ill and stopping mentally ill people yeah. or Correct. those who shouldn't be getting guns yeah. from getting guns. I don't Correct. think I don't think if you're trans that necessarily means that you're a whack job or crazy. I don't either. And let me just say this. Of all the mass shootings in this country, 0.03% of them are transgender. So, right. so if anybody wants to put out the narrative that if you're trans, you're committing all these mass shootings, it's not true. The point I try to make is that uh, Republicans want to focus on the shooter uh, a few weeks ago in Tennessee but, being trans instead of the real issues, which are mental health. Well, and this yeah. person should not have been allowed to purchase a weapon. And then today, this morning, in Louisville, Kentucky, there are four families that are grieving. And then there are other families that are worried about their loved ones. Uh, you know, And instead of Republicans talking about how this could have happened... Uh, it's funny, they're not talking about, boy, we need more security in banks. Isn't it interesting when there's a mass shooting in a bank? All of a sudden, Republicans aren't talking about we need more security. Guess what? Because there was security in right. this bank. There were there were armed security guards yeah. in this bank. Yeah. There were more technology and more cameras in this bank than almost any other facility mm-hmm. in this country. So it has nothing to do with security. And if somebody yeah. could walk into a bank and shoot a bunch of innocent people with armed guards and cameras, then stop the nonsense of we need to arm our teachers because it's not going to help. It's nonsense. No. And right. somebody just went into one of the most secure facilities that you can find, which is a bank in this country, and killed a bunch of innocent yeah. people. These Republicans are clowns. They have no solutions to many of the problems in this country. And somebody on social media just said, oh, listen to this guy talk. He has an agenda. You're damn right I have an agenda. Here's my agenda. I don't want innocent people to die. I want gun violence to go down. I don't want somebody to go to work one day and, and as a teller at a bank and get killed. I don't want kids to be dropped off at school and be killed. I don't want teachers to be going to work and be killed. That's my agenda, and it has nothing to do with politics. I want to lower the gun violence in this country. I don't want innocent people to be gunned down every day, and I don't want this to be the country, the United States of America, which I love, to be one of the top countries with gun violence all over the world. That's my agenda, and that has nothing to do with politics. So for any of you people out there that want to say, Brian has an agenda. Yeah, that's my agenda. I don't want innocent people to die, and I want to lower the gun violence in this country. That's my agenda. Yeah, I think your agenda also, that. too, that I appreciate is that you actually stick to the facts, and you try to remove the <clears throat> descriptions that aren't necessary in these situations. I completely wholeheartedly agree with you that at the end of the day, you don't want to continue to see innocent people die. You no. don't want to have to deal with talking about a story that just is senseless. At the end of the day, I don't think people realize that it's it's getting closer and closer and closer to home. I mean, we just had a situation a few years ago where this happened at a party in Las Vegas. Who wants to... Concert, yep. Yep, a concert. But I consider that to be a party because when you say concert, you think people are just standing there. When you're going to a party, a concert, whatever they may be, you're going to have fun. You're going and you're letting your guard down. You're not not aware of your surroundings because you're going to party. And you walk into a space, whether that's the party, whether that's the bank, or let's be learned, and you shouldn't have to have your sure. guard up in those spaces I agree. whatsoever. With the uh, recently released letters from the shooter yeah. uh, from 1 October, to me, it was clear he said he was going to do this. And if, right. you, if you put that down in words, don't you think there's a 
mental health issue? Well, of course. And that, and, that, and the shooter from October 1 had a history in his family of yeah. mental illness. Yeah. Let me go back to, you know, because now people are saying, okay, Brian, I'm with you. You want to lower gun violence in this country. How do you do it? It's exhausting because I've, I've repeated myself over and over again. First okay. of all, if you buy a car, you have to register the car. You have to learn how to drive the car with an instructor sitting next to you. Some people <laughs> might find that to be difficult, but, you know, they check your health. They check your eyesight. Well, and then, before you continue, I want to make sure that we fact check this because one, a lot of people on TikTok have been going, going in on you in the comments. What you're saying, I'll be very clear, is not that when you buy a car, you have to go through training, you have to go through supervision. When you're getting your license, when you're learning correct, how to drive. Right, correct. Because a lot of people in the comments are trying to okay. d- disenfranchise your yeah. comments and they're saying, well, you don't need a license well, or again, those are the, supervision those, to buy a car. Th- those are the same people, by the way, after a mass shooting that put their hands up and have no solutions to any of the problems mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you mine. I believe there should be mandatory training when you purchase a gun. I'm not saying you need 100 hours of training, but give me a few hours so somebody at least knows how to hold a weapon and how to shoot it. Uh, you know, And people say, well, it's the right to bear arms. Yeah, there's also comes responsibility with the right to bear arms. There should be mandatory training, number one. Number two, I'm going to list like five. Number two, raise the age from 18 to 21. And if the argument is, well, wait a second, if you're 18, you could serve in the military. Yeah, because they're trained on how to use the weapons. That's why any 18-year-old could just walk into a gun store with no training and purchase a bunch of AR-15s, I have a problem with that. Number three, if you sell an illegal gun and you get caught, I want a mandatory prison sentence. Could be six months, could be a year. No probation. If you knowingly are selling an illegal gun to somebody, criminal or not, then you need to go to jail. That's number three. Number four, I mean, you know, I I go on and on here and I know we're not going to get all this done, but this is the most important one to me. and, And that is to me, to have a ban on assault weapons. Yeah. Now, this was done by the Bill Clinton era. If you look at the gun violence and, and where the gun violence was at that time, and then Republicans let that uh, weasel out or whatever you want to call it, dwindle off in the, in the early 90s, gun violence went back up. It clearly worked. Is it going to end all the gun violence in this country? No. no. Right. Nothing I have just listed is going to end all the gun violence in this country. Right. But I guarantee you, if we just do two out of those four or two out of those five, it will save lives. You see, I have solutions. And all I hear from the right is more guns are the answer. Let's arm our teachers. More guns, more guns, more guns. Good guy with a gun. Well, guess what? Some of the good guys with a gun were injured and almost killed. We have a police officer in critical condition and they showed up three minutes after the first 911 call. So the good guy with a gun doesn't always win. We are infatuated with our guns. But wait, did when you talk about the security guards who were there in the situation, they didn't have assault rifles. They didn't have the same type of guns the assailant had. So how do you think a pistol or a baton or a taser is going to work against an assault rifle? Well, well yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And this thing happens so fast, apparently. You're taken kind of by surprise, even if you're a bank guard or whatever. These guys have a revolver, and, you know, they're up against either an assault rifle or an automatic pistol. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's right. real tough that and way. Then, and then, guys, you know, the argument I hear from from right-wing clowns are Democrats want to take all your guns away. First of all, that is a lie. Second of all, you couldn't name me one Democrat that's in office right now that wants to take all your guns away. To the contrary, re- uh, Democrats don't want to take all your guns away, and they believe a person should have a right to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. When they talk about an assault weapons ban, it doesn't mean they want to take away all your guns. You have a right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. But people who don't understand you know, policy and they don't understand having a reasonable conversation and they might watch Tucker Carlson and they watch him and they believe 
oh my God, the Democrats are a threat. They want to take all of our guns away when literally not one Democrat, including Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, or any of the top Democrats in office want to take all your guns away. Mm. What they talked about are many of the issues that I talked about, an assault weapons ban and other things. That does not mean they want to take all your guns away. And that is a right wing talking point. And it's a lie to scare you and to buy as many guns as you can. Well, my question to you both of you, though, because I've been seeing this a lot on social media, people are saying, well, that's why concealing carry is a great law to be, be in place because now you're able to defend yourself in yep. these situations. What's your right. thoughts? Do you agree with that? Uh, yes and no. I happen to uh, have a carry permit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you need one in Vegas? You can just have a gun and carry it, right? You don't need a permit, right? Correct. It's it, it Correct. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, some people, I, I think it's more of a you know an ego thing you know i see people walking into the market you know with a big 45 strapped to their hip and people are kind of looking freaks about a little bit you know but what frustrates me too is when i make these statements because i want to do is save lives and somebody will say well brian you have a liberal ideology well let me tell you something if you think it's a liberal ideology to want to save lives mm-hmm. and want to make this country safer, then you go ahead and call that a liberal ideology. Yeah. You know what I call that? A human being ideology. Mm-hmm. A Republican yeah. ideology is having no solutions to any of the problems uh, facing this country, including gun violence. More guns are not the answer. Per 100 people, we have 140 guns in this country, so more guns are obviously not yeah. the answer. Right. If you think it's a liberal ideology to care about uh, other human beings and not want innocent people to die, then you go ahead and call that a liberal ideology. And that's the reason why Republicans are losing these uh, these uh, in 2022. And that's why they are losing the popular vote every single year in the presidential election, because you guys have no solutions to any of the problems facing this country, including gun control mm-hmm. and, and another mass shooting. And my thoughts and prayers for the people that are that are suffering now that have lost loved ones. We got. Dennis- uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's horrible. What do you think about Governor Newsom telling DeSantis to pack up and wait? Uh, interesting. Um, I, I, I'm not the biggest Governor Newsom fan, I'll be honest with you. I would take him over Ron uh, DeSanctimonious any day of the week. <laughs> but uh, but um, I would love to see those two guys get into a ba- debate because I think it would be very entertaining. Yeah, it would They're be. Younger. Yeah. They're younger. Both of them, I will say this, are more well-spoken and educated. I, I, it, it'd be a very interesting debate because I think that Ron DeSantis is probably where most of the Republican Party's at right now. And Governor Newsom is probably where most of the Democrats are. Yeah, absolutely. I want to yeah. get you guys both informed that the LM- LMPD identifies suspect in Louisville mass shooting as Connor Sturgeon. Yeah. He's a 23-year-old bank employee. He was a 23-year-old bank employee at the National yeah. Old Bank. I did now, know that. I did know that. I I, I do my best to not um, – Say the person's name, it's yeah. Not, yeah, because I, mean, I don't want to give them – Even still, yeah. I, the reason I said his name because I, I actually mm-hmm. want to – ask you both this question we're, when we're talking about descriptions and people being trans and republican and mentally ill one of the biggest things that we see and this is a fact the majority of the mass shooters are caucasian men do you feel like that attacks your demographic at all makes you all look a little bit different than other well people? Here, here's what i'll say to that uh when it comes to mass shootings i don't think this was a white man by the way Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, was it, it was, was it a white it man? Was, okay, it was white I looked. Man. I looked at. I said it, yeah. Okay, I looked at. A, I looked at the wrong picture then. But yeah. I will say this. I don't think race is a factor in any of these mass shootings, I'll be honest with you. Uh, when you look at mass shootings where it seems like there's more than 10 people that are killed, you're right. It usually is white. And then when you look at mass shootings or even shootings, gun violence in general, where it's under four people, mm-hmm. it's usually not white. It's more black. Mm-hmm. I don't focus on Wait, that. When you say like, well, like 
Yes, regular shooting. A lot of, a lot of the shootings in Chicago. Like in general. Yeah, gun yeah. violence yeah, I'm in from general. Chicago, so I understand that. Yeah. So I try not to focus on that because I don't think that's going to get us anywhere. I don't think right. this has. But even though with the sh- with the smaller scale shootings, though, those are usually isolated events when it's one on one or a bystander got shot well, because it was a gang related violence. Perhaps, but, but there's the, but but dozens of people seem to be dying in Chicago no, every week you're, as well. You're, you're not wrong, but even and, still with that, and that what's that's what gets at. To me is, I don't understand why guns need to be on the streets in general, whether it's an assault rifle, whether it's a pistol. Yeah. And even with you, you have your gun. Do you feel safer when you have your gun with you? Do you personally feel safer, Dennis? I do. You do? And that's the thing, though. I don't want people to have to feel like they even need a gun. I mean, what happened to fist well, fighting? <laughs> well, yeah, I, ideally, but... Yeah. This is the real world. There's yeah. too many guns and, on know, the streets. It's yeah. too many. There's, so There's many more on guns the street. than people. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if I lived in a really bad area, I can tell you right now, I would own a gun. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem. Do you have one now? I do not. Did you ever get one? Uh, if I lived in a really bad area. So you don't feel like you need one now? Absolutely not. Why not? Because I feel for, now, you don't feel like you need because one? in Las Vegas, I feel pretty safe. And only one time in my life have I ever been robbed at knife point. Uh, I wish I had a gun at that time, and I'll be honest with you, I would have had no problem in shooting that person. All right. But I'm, um, I'm honestly, I don't feel safe in general, and also I'm very confused on when is it okay to use your gun in an offensive situation? Because a lot of times I'm hearing that, oh, well, you could have de-escalated the situation before shooting the person. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm scared, so I would have shot the person too. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think for the most part, Vegas is pretty safe. You could always come yeah, up with situations where uh, my point is always more guns are not the answer. Because yeah. if more guns were the answer, we have just about more guns than any other country in the world, then why do we have so much gun violence? Yeah. So you can't make the argument that more guns are the answer. And when you speak to some Republicans, uh, many of them, sadly, that are in Washington, D.C., they'll lead you to believe that more guns are the yeah. answer. And that is the opposite. That's like saying more illegal drugs are the answer. It is yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Uh, yeah. Even though uh, public safety has become a real issue here mm-hmm. in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada, and uh, most places, obviously, it's still... Still a pretty good place to live. What we do know is that this is a very serious uh, situation where people have lost lives. And yeah, I can't, I can't see that from here. But what I will tell you is that we have at least four people that have died. And uh, there's an officer that's in uh, critical condition. And it's a very sad situation. And, and uh, many Republicans on social media today are going along the lines and trying to say that, the, well, the shooter was a Democrat. And, and that has nothing to do with this shooting. Uh, the shooter didn't go into this bank uh, to kill a bunch of people because they were Republicans. The shooter was deranged, right. mentally ill, suicidal, right. and killed some innocent people. And don't give me the argument that we need more security. Uh, there were armed guards in this bank. And there were cameras everywhere. A lot of sophistication it when it comes daylight. to technology. And yet uh, people were still able able to be killed and uh it's ridiculous all right honestly before you move on i also want to shed light on the people who were killed just to give my condolences because i did say the assailant's name people who lost their lives today were joshua barrick who's 40 years old who was 40 years old thomas elliott was 63 juliana farmer was 45 and james tutt who was 64 i want to give my deepest condolences to those who were killed and injured and who are still fighting for their lives currently because this is just a senseless situation and we shouldn't have to deal with this anymore and somebody yeah. said well it's a mental health crisis it's not a gun uh, crisis it's uh, both. Uh, i think it, it's both two it, things can be true it can be both and if you think it's just mental health then my response to you because i think it's an idiotic statement my response to you is there are mentally ill people all over the world if that's your take then why is it that we only have these issues in this country so you make absolutely and positively no sense let's well take- you know the argument with that all the poli- well re- mostly uh, republicans and some democrats will say the gun doesn't shoot itself it's the person yep. holding it that makes the gun react to what you want to do with it and that's a very valid point it's a it's a valid point but if somebody is deranged 
and they want to kill as many people as possible, I would prefer they don't have assault weapon. I'd prefer, well, I'd, prefer I'd prefer they didn't have any weapon at all. I would prefer yeah. they didn't have guns. But, yeah, but yeah. you know, if I, I feel safe defending myself against fists and it, guns, <laughs> if it's a, a, a pistol was designed to, to defend yourself, uh, yeah. AR-15 style weapons were designed to kill as many people as possible right, in a short yeah, right. period of time. Hence the assault weapons ban. All right, we got to yeah. take a break. Uh, he is Dennis Silver's the golf guru. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, discuss this for an hour with Dennis. So when we come back, we want to get his golf expertise and talk about a little golf tournament called the Masters when we come back. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews. Email jamie at jamied at kshp.com. That's J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E at kshp.com. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. 
All right, welcome back to the show. We got the golf guru, Dennis Silvers, in studio. He's Jamie D. I'm Brian Shapiro. I want to tell you guys about my good friends, my favorite gaming bar in town, which is Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Uh, they got some great promotions, by the way. Uh, Monday is Hot Seat Day. That's today. Chris Wynn's going to like that. Uh, Caveman Kino, the Caveman Kino player. Hot, hot Seat Mondays. Basically, if you're playing at a machine, uh, every at pretty much every two hours, they give away $25 and then $100 starting at 4 a.m., 8 a.m., 12 p.m. All you got to do is sitting there and be playing, and you get you can a great chance to win some free slot play. Please check them out. Great food, great atmosphere. Jackson's Bar and Grill. Uh, tell Mr. Brian Slopak and his beautiful wife, Robin, that I sent you. We got Dennis Silvers in studio. Jamie, what do you got to tell yeah, us? Yeah, so in? everybody, I really want to make sure you know we are live on our TikTok and YouTube at PTO radio show all of our social media accounts are ptl radio show that's ptl r-a-d-i-o s-h-o-w that's youtube twitter tiktok and instagram hey if you're missing out on our behind the scenes on our youtube that's really your fault because we're lit right now on top of that we have a lot of different viral videos on our tiktok please come on get into the conversation let us know your thoughts and yeah don't forget we're at ptl radio show oh i love that music Hi, I'm Jim Nance, and Brian, welcome, welcome to the Masters. Uh, Dennis, please don't interrupt my Jim Nance impersonation. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was... Um... Hi, my name is Jim Nance, and I like creepy old men. Hello, Dennis Silvers. No, I'm sorry, Dennis. That was so disrespectful. I'm sorry. No, I, I love the music. I, oh, I do, too. And I, I found out yesterday, I was fortunate enough to do a sports rap on, on Channel A yesterday with uh, Chris Matthews yes. and Ron Futrell. Love Chris Ron, Ron told me there are actually lyrics... To this, and he played them. Are the lyrics we don't allow black people to play there? We don't allow women. Does no, that oh, but you okay. don't want to hear them. They're so boring. But there's actually lyrics. <laughs> boring. To the song. I, never, I would love to hear those lyrics and then play oh. them on the air. Anyway, uh, Dennis, so much to get to with you with the Masters. I can tell you that. Um, let's start with Tiger, since I'm wearing the Tiger shirt. All right. Disrespectful with that shirt. No, I. <laughs> No, I, I'm Why not. Why the mugshot out of all I'm like, things? What's his name? Dave Pointnoy, the guy who runs, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's not a tiger person either. I, I do think Tiger's a fraud. even though A he's fraud? Gonna, Why well, do you think he's a fraud? Uh, for a lot of different reasons. First of all, I think he took steroids. I think he cheated. Uh, when you look at his body, and he's like Bryson DeChambeau. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's a fraud the way he's lived his life. He, he You know, in the media, Mr. Good two good goody shoes and he's just not a good person but uh, anyway I think it's uh, even though he made the cut what he's doing to his body and he withdrew and I understand the rain delays didn't help and, no absolutely I get that but just just put an end to it dude it's it just it's just yeah. it's painful to watch put know? it into what his, you know career? golf career yeah everybody yeah. Uh, you know yeah. it, uh, two things uh, get rid of the masters music now. <laughs> I've had enough uh, of that yeah, stupid, yeah. That's oh, stupid. oh my god there's Jim Nance walking in so that, uh, <laughs> that's stiff <laughs> Anyway, I uh, I might be wrong, but uh, I think the only reason that Tiger made the cut, I think he has to really thank his really good friend, JT. I think he screwed up on purpose, so Tiger makes the cut. <laughs> I think Tiger shouldn't have played in the first place. He I should agree. have given a spot to somebody else. And uh, it, it's, you know, it wasn't a story with CBS, uh, he wasn't a story, and Phil wasn't a story, and I was amazed at that, Brian. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with live golf, which we will totally, get, which we will get to. But let me ask you this, Dennis: Do you think this is the end of Tiger Woods' career? Well, uh, well yeah. You, you don't think, so? think he's going to play in another? Back? Well, everybody, my friends are telling me, you know what? Tiger is going to play on the Senior Tour. 
Why? Because number one, he gets to use a cart. Number two, he wants to keep the wins coming, yeah. keep boosting his legacy and all that stuff. Keep his name in headlines. I, yeah, I don't see it. And unless they throw him a hell of a lot of money, you know who's, who's really the hurts the most when he doesn't play are the networks. You know yeah. that. You know that. I don't think Tiger cares about being in the headlines. I think the reason why Tiger would play for one reason, one I reason, only agree. competition. I no, like it's he's not a, He's a celebrity, so at the end yeah. of the day, you have to remember, he needs to keep his name in the headlines to get the money. Well, that's what keeps him well, that, that's true, but what gets Tiger's, me about him, every time they interview him before a tournament, how you doing? Oh, God, I'm playing great. I'm hitting the ball good. I'm putting good. You know, I'm playing with my friends at home, you know, and every time before he tees off an event, he's always playing great. What happens? Nothing. Well, his health deteriorates his leg uh, over the course of several days. And I will also say that no, for Tiger, even though he's very cheap and he's, it's not, <laughs> now you gotta be it's cheap. Not, well, he is, but it's not greed with Tiger. I don't think he cares about the money, uh, playing on tour. No, he makes $250 million oh, he, from Nike. And yeah. Rich so, people uh, want to stay rich. They don't want to lose their yeah. money. Well, I, not, I, at any point, Tiger could put his foot in his mouth and lose right, all those sponsorships. Right. But, well, Jamie, I, but Jamie, he makes about 5% of his money from, uh, golf tournaments. Yeah. 5%. Well, right. But do you know, do you know how he gets his name out there and continues to get sponsors because of the golf tournament? Right, but it's not going to get any better. Tiger Woods is washed out at this point. Well, he's getting to be washed out at this point. His name doesn't carry as much weight as he used to. to Right, but he's not getting his name out by playing in golf tournaments anymore. Uh, It's not. He's not winning. He's not in contention anymore. So my point is. He's received that money, and he will continue to receive that money, just like Michael Jordan's been retired forever. He's not playing basketball, but he's still receiving money from Nike. I can tell you right now, I will defend Tiger on this. He's not doing this for the money. He's doing it because he's the ultimate competitor, and he wants to win. It's just not going to happen anymore. That's my opinion, right? I, well, I agree with you totally, and he, he's got to, you know, obviously, most of these guys, when you're uh, an athlete like that or was, I mean, the ego is tremendous, obviously. You love the adulation, but... uh uh, it, it just, uh, you know, he came so close. I had Frank Nambolo on my show a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, he was great a good player. Guy. Golf great guy. Doesn't he do Golf Channel stuff? Does he yeah. still do that? Yeah. yeah, and he was very close to Tiger, yeah. and he told me, he said, Dennis, I am telling you, Tiger came within an inch of having to have his foot amputated. So he's lucky he's still got it connected. I agree. And I, here's my, listen, Tiger can do whatever he wants, but when yeah. I watch this, I'm just going to say it, man. I think it's a little bit selfish. I mean, think about your family. Think about your kids. He is ruining his body, and his leg is going to get amputated if he keeps doing what he's doing. He couldn't even pick up the golf ball when it was in the hole. Now, you you both are... You're professionals in this in this field. <laughs> As it pertains to golf itself, I mean, they're just walking and stuff. What's the pressure he's putting on his leg currently? Walking. <laughs> but he's walking. walking. He has to walk walking. his regular life. I mean, of course, he's probably going to walk as much as he does You're walking. in regular life. This okay, but in a normal but... golf course, Dennis, maybe you could help me with this. You're walking six to seven miles a day. Right. Is, is that accurate? Right. Yeah. So on a four-day golf tournament, assuming he makes about six to seven miles Ooh. a day. On a four-day golf tournament, and by the way, Augusta National is one of the most difficult golf courses Augusta's to walk. very lumpy and bumpy. You don't walking, see it on TV, you're walking, but it is. You're walking anywhere between 20 to 30 miles. We're not talking about walking yeah. 20 feet into a restaurant. Right. Um, so listen, Tiger can do whatever he wants. I think it's it's difficult to watch, and I think it's about time he he took a break. Now, if he wants to play on the senior tour in a cart, let him do it. Uh, knock yourself out. But uh, it should be done now. Um, it was very, very – and listen, he made the cut. Uh, I give him all – I didn't think he was going to make the cut. Oh, I didn't either. Let's talk about other things that I didn't think were going to happen. And I made a mistake. When Brooks Kepka was up four, heading into the weekend, and it was like halfway through the, the third round, I said to myself, 
This guy, Brooks Koepka, is healthy. Yeah. He's playing well. Yep. I don't think anybody's going to catch him. Yep. And here's what I didn't take into account. Brooks Kepka has been on the live tour. He hasn't had, and I know he's had his oh, injuries. Oh, here it comes. He's not used to playing four rounds. That's garbage. No, that's not, that's what, I, garbage. That's not what I was going to say. Okay. That's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is he hasn't really had any real pressure in a couple of years. Is he used to pressure in a major? Yes. The guy's won what? Three majors? Four. Four. So he is. But when you haven't been in that situation in a couple of years, and he hasn't, mm. I think that played a role. I think he felt the pressure. I think Brooks Kepka felt. Now, if Brooks Kepka was on the PGA Tour, this is my personal opinion, I think he wins that golf tournament. When you're on the Live Tour and there's no cut, and for a couple of years you don't have a care in the world, I think that played a role. John Rahm has stuck on the PGA Tour. He's been in those pressure situations, fighting and fighting to win majors. And I believe, to me, that was the factor on the weekend. You know, uh, Thursday, Friday, there's not a lot of pressure. If Kepka doesn't make the cut, right, it's not the end right. of the world. You're up four in the Masters, okay? I, I just feel like, to me, that was the factor. I think the only reason he did not win, Brian, is because of the delay after the third round. The momentum went a little bit. He had a couple of bad breaks, and... uh he he kind of imploded. You've got to give it to John Rom. Sure. World class player. He's playing the US Open. Yep. The guy did what he needed to do as far as just hitting the fairway, getting it on the green. He rolled the ball beautifully. John Rom played phenomenal he golf. He played phenomenal he golf. He really didn't have one bad swing all day. No, he played Here's, phenomenal golf. But he, what what really bugged me is when he's hugging Jose Maria all the time. Oh, Sevy, Sevy, <laughs> this is for you. That's garbage. What's it for Sevy? You're not dude? a Sevy Biasteros fan. You oh. never were. No. <laughs> I, you know, I I I know people that yeah. have done business with Sevy. Sevy was known for never, never putting his hand in his pocket. Mm. I mean, he was cheap. I, he was tighter than a nun's crotch, for crying out loud. <laughs> I'll leave that oh, one alone. We did this but, for seven. Garbage! Well, going back to, I, I can't speak to that, but yes, John Rahm, uh, well-deserved. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the thing yeah. about Rahm is, when it doesn't go well for him, mentally, he struggles to come back, but right. I will give him credit. The first hole of the Masters, he had a double, double? bogey, and he came right back. Uh, yep. um, so, so, congratulations to John Rahm. I think what you said is, is true. I think we both can be right. We're playing on the live tour might have hurt him a little bit. Yeah. And well, uh, the stoppages and, and, and the delays also hurt it as well. I think maybe it was a mixture of I things. get a kick out of the people that uh, say, oh, there has been on the live tour, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's why they're there. Really? Well, three, you know, three live well, tours listen, were in the top five of the Bastards. I think the Thank live, you very much. I'm not going to defend the live tour because I think the live tour is a joke. Uh, if players want to go over there and make a lot of money, that's their prerogative. I don't like these players that are bashing the PGA tour. Just go over there and shut up uh with that said the live tour doesn't have cuts i have no respect right. for, for a tour that doesn't have cuts they're making boatloads of money there's no pressure the great thing about golf is what we saw on sunday afternoon at the right. masters right it's something called pressure right and, and, and it's it's uh to me it's reality tv at its best you have <laughs> guys that are playing TV. for three to four million dollars to try to win a green jacket which most golfers will never get the opportunity to even have right. a chance to do right it's real pressure the live tour has no pressure yes 
18th hole on a Sunday afternoon when you're trying to win a live tournament, yeah, there's some pressure there. But when you have tons sure. of money to begin with, it's not the same as the PGA Tour. What I've always loved about the PGA Tour is players try to keep their PGA Tour card. You have to make cuts. You have to have results. The live tour does not do that. And it's why I have no respect for it. Going back to the Masters, though, Rory McIlroy is the number three golfer in the world. At least he was. The guy doesn't even make the cut. He was one of the favorites to win this thing. Sure. What, do you, what do you make of that? Uh, you know, very surprising. You know, like most people think, DeChambeau didn't make the cut, JT, a lot of really good, good players. Mm-hmm. But you know as well as I do, that's golf. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And it was kind of satisfying in the sense that, you know, Tiger and Rory really are the two faces of the tour, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. defending that. And uh, to have Rory, uh, you know, not make it, you wonder why. But, again, that's the game. He's not going to play next week uh, because of that. And, you know, I, I I am of different feeling about the Live Tour. As you know, I'm friends with Patrick Reed. He had a great tournament. He had a great tournament. Not a very well-liked guy. Not? Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that cheating, is true, unfortunately. Cheating scandals, lawsuit against the PGA Tour. Yeah. Not the cheating scandals. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Uh, but hey, Brian, uh, I know we're going to be running out of time soon. Do you want to get in some callers? And we have people who want to call in and join the conversation. If they want to pl- talk some golf, I'll yeah. be happy to we do have, that. We have somebody sure. who actually disagrees with some of the comments you're making. Sure. Tiger Woods. All right, let's uh, do on it. The line now, I think the first person we have currently is Edward. All right, Edward, what's going Hello? on? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Hey, Jamie. Good. What's up, Edward? All right, Edward. What's your beef with me and Tiger Woods? Go ahead. <laughs> Tell them the truth, uh, dude. Edward. Where do we begin? Yeah. <laughs> where do we begin? Where do we begin? Like, okay, let's just start from the let's just start from the top. You know what? I if he did drugs, so what? Who cares? You what do you know, mean, like, who cares? It's, whoa, it's who cheating. Cares? Edwards, that's How cheating. Can you, who cares? So if you have ninety five percent of the people, let's assume on the PGA tour that are not cheating, and then you have a, f- okay. a, a few people that are, you don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> I think all, I mean, no, I don't have a problem. If it makes the game better and it enhances Edward? the performance of people, I'm down. Okay, but, but it's not an of... equal playing field, though. You're okay with yeah. people cheating? That's cheating. If they're taking drugs and I'm people... not and they're beating me, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, if people, okay, if people are doing things, you know, to help themselves and improve their, their performance, I say, why not? Not everyone's playing on an easy uh, okay, on so the same by your, anyway. Okay, so hold on. By your standards... <laughs> You'd be okay with, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You'd be okay with somebody, go ahead, go ahead. you'd be okay with somebody walking into a Las Vegas casino and using a cheating device like they used in casino. If it helps you and it makes you better, it makes you a better blackjack player. Don't worry about Absolutely. the cheating part. Well, Absolutely. Casinos cheat all the time. So you're, Absolutely. so why you're, that makes no sense. So you you're okay. Get the why, why person so if I had an, drugs I leverage, so what? If, so I was taking advantage all day. <laughs> so you're okay with somebody basically breaking the law? Then that's really what you're saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I don't well, think that's what you're saying. That, that's you, what it is. Is breaking the law. Edward. Break if you walk law. into a casino with a breaking device, the rules, that's but not cheating. Breaking the law. If you walk into a okay. casino with a device, it's cheating. If you take performance-enhancing okay. drugs, and there are there are rules and guidelines you have to follow on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. you're okay with them breaking those rules and regulations. It's cheating. You're okay. Yeah, with you're cheating. You're odd. Increasing your odds. All right, we're we're gonna we're obviously going to agree to disagree on this. A guy like a Jack, a guy like a Jack Nicholas with no evidence to prove that he ever took performance enhancing drugs. I'll take his career over Tiger Woods any day of the week. Wait, Dennis, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Hold on, before we move on here, what's your thoughts, Dennis? 
I I totally agree with Brian. You can't cheat. Right. You're going to be a professional. Yeah. You can't cheat. Sure. Right. Plain and simple. Sure. All right. Next. Where okay. else? Where else do you disagree with me on Tiger? I think you isn't lost. This, isn't his shirt so disrespectful, <laughs> Edward? Look at his shirt. <laughs> right. I think your shirt's a little too big. Your shirt's a little too big. <laughs> That's fine. All right. All right. Number two, Edward. I think you lost that first all right. one. But go ahead. All Next. Right. All right. The second one is, I think Tiger, for all the bad things he's done, you know, he's done a lot of good things for the sport too. He's in, you know, when he was absolutely. Younger, he got, he, where have he I pushed it? Yes, I agree. But Edward, where have I said he hasn't done a lot of good things for the sport? Of course he has. I agree with you. Yeah. You're kind of focusing on the middle part where he's messed up a lot and where, like, you're, you're focusing, like, you know, he screwed up, he did drugs, he cheated. Tiger, but we're not looking at the whole career. We're not Tiger has career. had you know an I mean? unbelievable Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Regardless of yeah. cheating or not, he's going to go down as one of the best, if not the best golfer 100%. of all time. I'm simply pointing out he's not Mr. Goody Good Two Shoes. I don't root for no, him. No, of course not. I haven't rooted for him since the cheating scandal where he was slept with mm-hmm. hundreds of women. He's a bad role model, uh, and he's mm-hmm. not a good guy. And by the way, that accent and he got in by the way he's had a couple he's had one DUI yeah. for sure and then they don't check his 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 blood for that latest accident uh, I'm not buying the fact that he just fell asleep at the wheel he was on something he yeah. could have killed innocent people drugs. and guess what I choose not to root for people who play Russian roulette with society and Tiger Woods has now done that twice he did it to himself and I don't feel sorry for him at all no, during and the I, interview, I, I have, during the interview afterwards, a lot of people posted that uh, he was mm-hmm. he was uh, hopped up on painkillers. I'm the sure way he, he was, and the way he talked. I'm yeah. sure he was. Yep. Okay, so I so we to, agree okay. on that. We agree, yeah, Edward, sure. that he's done a tremendous amount for the game of golf. Where else do you disagree yeah. with me on? I think he's going to make a great VH1 special because we're going to talk about like you know his down, his up, his down. He's going to make a great VH1. VH1 Wasn't there already a documentary on Tiger Woods? There was a documentary. Is there? It, it didn't, yeah, there already yeah. is one. Yeah, it didn't. It, it wasn't was it good. A, it was good, was it but good? It, I've had people from that documentary on the show. It didn't uh, uh, paint the picture of a lovely family and Tiger Woods being a very nice person. No. Yeah, it told yeah. the actual yeah. truth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, so when we're, we're, go ahead, go ahead, Jamie. I'm well, sorry. Edward, do you consider Tiger Woods a hero? Because how, how you're describing, him, you seem like you're you're really fanboying over him right now. Not, I wouldn't call him a hero. I would call him a man that had a gift. He used it and he abused it at times. Let me ask you this: Can you, know? you, can you remove somebody's gift from who they are as a person? So what I mean, what Not I mean, God. what I mean, what I mean by God. that is, if, if 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 Tiger Woods was a was, and excuse my language, like a child molester, yeah. but a great golfer, Ooh. would you still support him? Don't just no, don't, don't talk 100%. about that. Don't talk about Dennis like that. Come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, but would you, would you, still, would you still support that, him? <laughs> if, you know, the only thing I do, I keep posting. Uh, yeah. As soon as Erica Her- uh, Herman wins her thirty million, I said, you Erica, please move out. You here know what, Tiger? <laughs> please move out. You know here what, with Tiger's? Me. You know what, Tiger's? Wait, 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 you know what? Wait, you know what Tiger's gift was? Yeah, yeah. He had a father that was demented that tied golf clubs to his wrist at two years old, forced him to play golf every day. And I am not going to sit here and say Tiger didn't have the talent because obviously he did. But he had crazy parents that he had no childhood. And let me tell you something. You never get those years back. And I'll take all the fame and all the money that Tiger Woods has, and I'll pass it over having a normal childhood. Tiger never had a normal childhood. It's why he's a little crazy. And, you know, Andre Agassi talks about that in his childhood as well. Tiger Woods had crazy parents. And there's more to life than just golf, Edward. I'll give you the last word that we got. I want want Edward to answer that question, though. Can you remove somebody's lifestyle from their skill that's where i was going with that i think when we look at history we'll look at two sides everybody we'll look at their career and then outside of their career and then it'll be up to 
each individual to figure out what they what they what their own interpretation yeah. of that person was. Fair enough. Edward, I appreciate you calling in, my yeah, friend. Thanks, Thank Edward, you. Good guys. They appreciate it. Hey, so, y'all have a great week. All right, guys. Thank Thanks you, man. You, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. Peace. See ya. 702-221-7283. And again, that number if you want to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-7283. You know, Dennis, there were some other uh, big names at the top. Jordan Spieth played well over the weekend. Very well. Uh, surprised that Phil Mickelson played as well as he did. I think it's his uh, knowledge of the golf course. So he knows the course so well. Yeah. And I think that was a big... Well, when, when he does. When you're a three-time winner, obviously, you you really... One thing I forget, Brian, I don't know if you agree with me, uh, a lot of people disagree that having familiarity with the course isn't a big deal. I think Huge it is deal. a big deal. Huge. Number two, you've got to obviously have a good short game. And number three, you've obviously have to, you know, keep it in the fairway most of the times. But I think what's really overlooked, Brian, is you've got to be a very, very good iron player mm-hmm. to help win that golf. Well, it's about yard- yardages because yeah. if you're five yards off on these greens, it could roll it over. It could be brutal. Yeah. So you got to be a good iron player. You have to have a great caddy. Yeah. You have well, to get great true, yardages. True. Uh, I think that's really important yeah. in this golf. You have to be able to control your wedges. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think that's really important. Uh, John Rahm is, is, is arguably the best player in the world right now. Right He's got now. a phenomenal short game. Yeah. He hits the ball a mile. Yeah. Um, his temper sometimes, uh, I, w- I wonder what would have happened and it didn't if he hit a couple shots astray yesterday because he's got a temper. I've oh, watched absolutely. him. I've watched him in person. He yeah. mumbles to himself and he swears. And what I like, somebody sent me a preview of the uh, the dinner they're going to have next year, oh, which I think is got Well, they're going to have Tommy's taco truck out there. They're, you know, it's <laughs> going to be a very casual Tuesday. deal. You know, chips and salsa, burritos, tacos, why not? I do like the fact uh, that the Masters, they do sell burgers for like $3 or $4. (laughs) Seriously. They do. They do, actually. You could get chia chips. You could get the uh, pimento cheese thing. They do. For under five five bucks. (laughs) It's the one good thing. Wait, and the golfers have to pay for this, too? Do you have to be white, or can you be black and buy a hamburger there? Good question. <laughs> I don't but know you know what? Do you agree with me when watching it? I thought there was an inordinate amount of people there, Brian. Yeah, they yeah, had so many people there. It was unreal. More people than usual, uh, which than I like. Usual, yeah, I like that. And then if you're a member, you get to go inside the ropes. And oh yeah, prance around. That I yeah. don't like. But yeah. uh, you're right. They did have uh, unbelievable amount they did, of people. They, you're right. Every they, hole. They did have some great crowds. I agree with you, and that was fun. Um, and it was fun to see all the best players in the world in the same tournament. Uh, the live t- tour, say what you want about it. It's not good for golf, having two separate tours. You want to have the best fields every week. Yeah, and, and also they have different, they have I, less holes than the PGA tournament. So no, they, well, uh, for a tournament, well, they, they only do. play 54, yeah, 54 holes, I mean, but I, I, I really do think after this and with the lawsuits going in this and that, I think they're going to c- come together some way, somehow. Yeah. And, you know, so kind of do a deal. This is amazing because I didn't know this, and I just learned that I was I was very close to my estimation of how long you walk on a golf course. Uh, Numchuck gave me the stats here: thirteen thousand nine hundred and five steps, five point eight one miles. I said around six miles. Yeah, I was yeah, pretty yeah. close, yeah. Uh, and that's just eighteen holes. So you do the math. Tiger's walking close to twenty four miles on one leg. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to have a golf court on the PGA. In fact, it was Tiger Woods that was against golf courts on right. the PGA. Right. Um, how do you feel about that? Mm. What do you think? A, a tour event. Uh, with, with a golf cart, if you have a lot of inj- if you had an injury, you know, I mean, you have to be inclusive to the people with disabilities. Yeah, remember I, Casey Martin? Uh, Casey, he Martin just had his leg do, uh, amputated. amputated. Wait, yeah. Dennis, yeah. But do you believe that that's going to make it easier for those with disabilities versus those who are actually not disabled? 
you feel like that's, that's going to create an unfair play? Absolutely, field? would make it easier. Totally. Would it yeah, unfair, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Field, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I doubt it. But having a cart, it's yeah, a big advantage. Big advantage. Yeah. You know, golf has turned so physical in a sense yeah. that maybe in the '80s it wasn't the same. But in these days, you look at the best golfers in the world, including a John Rahm or a Brooks Koepka. These are guys that are in tip-top physical Shape. condition. Yeah. And uh, to be one of the best players in the world, Rory McIlroy, another one, to be one of the best players in the world, you have to be in really good physical condition. And that's part of being a professional that's golfer. That's true. And true. It's, it's, a, it's turned into a physical game now, whereas back in the day, maybe it wasn't as physical uh, now. Are you uh, for the rollback on the ball uh, on the ball like the USGA and uh, RNA I think, wants? I think it sucks. I think the USGA is an absolute joke. Uh, I, this is where I'll agree with Justin Thomas. I think these rollbacks are stupid. Uh, let the players use any golf ball they want to use. Uh, the USGA is not making golf better. In my opinion, they make it worse. Yep. And I'm with, uh, even though I don't agree with Justin Thomas on almost anything, I do agree with him on this one. I think yep. it's, it, they're getting involved way too much. Just leave yeah, it alone. You know, the tour players are against it. The ball manufacturers are against right, it. Right. A, a lot of people are yeah. against it, but I think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, probably. Uh, yeah. and I don't think it's going to affect them that much. Uh, Probably not. I agree with you. Um, well, Dennis, before we let you go, and I yeah. appreciate you, the hour goes yeah, by Dennis, so fast. So quick. Before, you got to come back. Before I let you go, uh, yeah. give out that information about your uh, your podcast and what you got going on. Well, the golf pad, I do a number of shows, but the golf podcast, the 19th hole podcast for golfers, very original. Every Thursday, uh, we do a, a live video podcast uh, that's done on Facebook Live, and then it's uploaded to various uh various platforms and we we just have a ball doing the show i like it at I like noon it. at I like noon it. every thursday yeah. me and dennis got to get out there on the links and play some golf it's been way too long yeah dennis yeah. can you teach me how to play golf oh, i've boy. only been a top golf i don't know if i'd want you want you want have you played no i play top golf <laughs> i might be going to top golf this weekend i love top golf i don't know if dennis has the patience to teach somebody Wait, dennis, how to play dennis, golf. dennis question do you drink yeah do you drink while playing golf Oh no, not as no. No? Okay. No. Okay. okay. All right. No. But Top Golf's expensive. It is. Yeah, Come on. It is. It, it is. is it is very What are you expensive. going for over the weekend? <laughs> I go on a date. I go on a date. Oh, you going on you a date. have to All give right. us the date. dates. Updates. Uh, well, I might be going there the, the, this week at some point, Dennis. Does she play is golf? It, it, yeah, is it what's my I have I know? to teach her. That's somebody that I don't mind teaching. Wait, but you won't yeah. teach me? Root. Um, ah, do, do I have to put on a wig for you to teach me, Brian? No, maybe, maybe there's a difference. I won't be. I won't I be, put on a wig for you, Brian. I won't be getting. I won't be getting up close and personal with you, standing behind oh, yeah, you. Oh yeah, I'd rather you not. Uh, I'd rather yeah. you not. Dennis might. Dennis might do that. But that, that wouldn't be my style. I help you out. I He'll help. You Dennis isn't. Dennis is a nice guy. He'll give you a lesson. Uh, Dennis just doesn't put up with any crap on the golf course. Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, Dennis, thank you so much. Oh, for my me. pleasure, guys. Love it. Anytime. Good to see you. Good to see you, Dennis. Let's get on the links. This yep, weekend. Yep. All right, my friend. That's Dennis Silvers, everybody, the golf guru. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, the guru who gets every sports bet wrong, uh, it's Chris Wynn, will be joining us in Stadium <laughs> The Wynn! We're, we're going to have some fun with C. Wynn. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. 
Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Welcome to Hash Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Zenworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223. Visit online at zenworld.com or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. Locally owned and operated, come on down to Academy of Hair Design located at 5191 West Charleston Boulevard, 
number 150 today to begin your career in cosmetology. There is something for everyone from cosmetology to nanotechnology. You will be able to have the hands-on training that is needed to succeed in this career field. Call 702-878-1185 or visit www.ahdvegas.com today. Welcome to Pushing the Limits Live on KSHP and live on all of our social media channels. If you're not following us at PTL Radio Show, you are missing out. That's PTL R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. I want you all to know that we have the best behind the scenes in any radio show you can ever watch or listen to. Make sure to follow us on all social media accounts. What's up, Brian? All right. Well, uh, coming back, hour number two, my thanks uh, to Dennis Silvers for joining us. We're continuing to monitor uh, the latest details, of course, uh, in this shooting in Louisville, Kentucky, at this bank where at least, sadly, four people have lost their lives and uh, plenty of people uh, sadly have been injured. One police officer in critical condition and uh, the right continues to want to emphasize that the shooter was a Democrat, which has absolutely nothing to do with the story. This was not politically motivated. Nobody has said that. To the contrary, if somebody does, then I'll happily talk about it. But we will continue to monitor that situation. We've got uh, the man, the myth, the legend, C. Wynn joining us. in The, the Wynn. Yes. Good to be here, guys. What's popping, Wynn? We got to get your mic on, though. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There happy Happy Monday. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of upset. It's great to see the golf guru here live yes. in studio. I'm upset that uh, I didn't get a chance to get in on the uh, Tiger Woods bashing. Wait, do you that do you play down. golf, Chris? Uh, I not play very well. it. Not very good. Though. <laughs> Does Chris do anything? But I go out there Brian? on the course occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> But, you, uh, you really do nothing good for Brian. Well, wait a second. That. Listen, before we get into some serious topics, I, give me your opinion. Do you disagree with some of the things I said about Tiger Woods? I think that Tiger absolutely, positively has issues. And I think that he's <laughs> someone who, uh, who has made numerous mistakes in the past. But uh, at this point in his career... I, I, I'm kind of in the uh, camp of just let bygones be bygones and let him go on with his life. And and I kind of hope for the best for him and his family, his family mostly. Right. I kind of I kind of I think about I think about Charlie. I think about Sam. I think about his family. Right. They're going to come to that. They're going to. be. And fine. so, yeah. So it, and there's no question that Tiger uh, is going to have physical issues the rest of his life. Right. Mm-hmm. And you guys talked about, obviously, the details of. Of what he's facing, as far as that goes, so I so I wouldn't necessarily be on board with the you know just just absolutely lambasting the guy. That being said, yes, there have been numerous mistakes that he has made in the public eye. I think there's a little bit of element when I think of Tiger Woods to Michael Jackson, and I'm not trying to talk mm. about you know exact details. I'm talking about you know the, his life, right? And you you kind of mentioned it in the last segment, talking about his father and and the approach to golf and and Tiger Woods yeah. was essentially a machine yep. you know and so so I think about that I do have a little more compassion I think for Tiger than 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 a lot of people and so therefore well, that's that's him, why I kind of take that approach I don't wish Tiger any ill will I just right. think yeah. it was kind of painful to watch him play this weekend and I think yeah. I should probably take a break from golf that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion but I want to move on Chris and I want to yeah. talk to you about a story that uh, the day after Easter you know this story comes out and you hear a lot from the far right, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, for example, that call all Democrats pedophiles. They think Democrats 
uh, are basically grooming our children. You've heard this argument before. We even talked about it yesterday. It's a narrative. Yeah. Yeah, The narrative that Democrats are pedophiles and Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's a pedophile and that if you uh, groom, you know, they're grooming kids and and the crossdressers or or whoever that are reading books to children. Okay, so here's a story you won't hear from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Here's a story you won't hear from Republicans. And we've heard this story before, sadly. The pastor of a Roman Catholic parish in Maryland that was apparently home to dozens of priests who sexually abused Mm. children. Mm. Yes, Reverend Santosh George Mm. made the announcement of his homepage, and they covered this story up for years Mm. that allegedly, and it appears as though they covered up the sexual abuse of more than 600 children for over a half century what on the 156 priests in the report what 12 served which were founded in 1888 about 10 miles west of the baltimore in downtown um in the note to his flock he did not say how many of the 600 victims accounted for in the report were part or current parishioners but here here's the point i'm trying to make here and i'll say it again you hear from these alt-right QAnon freaks like marjorie taylor green Lauren Boebert, or any of those people on the right that say that Democrats are grooming our kids and, and, and Democrats are pedophiles. In fact, it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, I believe, on 60 Minutes last week who made the ridiculous statement that all Democrats are pedophiles. Mm. Right. Then why is it? And again, I would never go all on the, Democrats. I would that blanket statement. And I would never go on the air. Wow. And say that all Republicans are pedophiles. I would never make that statement. There are Democrats. There are Democrats that are pedophiles. There are Republicans that are pedophiles. However, we've heard this story before mm-hmm. when it comes to churches and priests. And do I think all priests are child molesters? Absolutely not. I would never generalize like Marjorie Taylor Greene does. But mm. we've heard these stories on and on again where priests and you know in in these churches have molested kids. Six hundred kids molested. They they tried to. And last I checked, those that are priests are usually those that are on the right, the alt-Christian mm. right. Why doesn't Marjorie Taylor Greene say that Republicans are pedophiles? She's not going to. She wants to save her base. She wants no. to keep that public image up. She doesn't want anything negative to be done about her or the, to be said about her or the Republican Party. She thinks they're all saying and all-knowing, and she doesn't want anything bad to be done to them. And keep in mind, guys, this is juxtaposed against the, the backdrop that we have right now, right? You just brought up. Marjorie Taylor Greene or Republicans when they make absurd comments like that, where they just generalize about all either Democrats or people on the left. It's juxtaposed against the situation that uh, that has kind of come up now because we just had someone who happens to be a trans individual that was involved in a mass shooting. And, and this discussion that trans people reading stories in story time mm-hmm. to children, you, you talk to some on the right. And some people in America, they say, well, that's, you know, that's grooming of children. That's, uh, you know, that's dangerous to our to America's youth to have these people reading to them. It's a it's a hypocrisy. It's a moment of hypocrisy. That's why we're bringing up this case with the situation with the priests. It's a hypocrisy in which, you know, uh, an institution that's supported by many on the right and many evangelicals. Right. When I'm talking about the church and that being involved and that's that's actual People, kids being affected. That's right. actual sexual abuse yep. taking place. That's juxtaposed against this idea that trans individuals, or as you said with MGT, with MTG, with a pedophile, uh, calling Democrats pedophiles, that's put up against that. Uh, the, the, the idea that people reading stories because they're in drag 
is somehow detrimental to the youth of America. Mm-hmm. And then you juxtapose it against, you put it up against something like this story with the with the Catholic priest. And by the way, this isn't just the yeah. first one. This, there's yeah. been a number of these and stories the way, in the last 25 me, years me, that me, have that have risen yeah, and that me, have, have been real. I, it, it's it's again the ultimate hypocrisy that we're again, talking about. When here. somebody disagrees with me because they don't live in reality, they say I have a narrative. You okay. Have an agenda, Chris. Well, let me well let me explain. Yeah, let me person. let me explain. Um, I don't want children to be molested, just like I don't want kids to be gunned down by guns. Now, if you want to call that a narrative, then there's something wrong with you. I guess my narrative is I don't want children abused or dead. So yeah, there's my narrative. That's number one. Number two, there are people out there that have said, oh, then why is it okay to call all Republicans racist? Never once in my 20-year career on the radio, because that's what these MAGAs do. They'll they'll put words in my mouth, things that I've never said. And you know that... Me, well, they do it to me, too. They, I when, never, I, when, when you right. and I have been on shows, we lie... Chris, Chris, you and Brian okay. Shapiro, you guys are liars. You lie I about have, this and lie about that. I, but they never could come up with a lie. So you can never come up right, with one. I agree. Ever. So to finish my point, I have never said that all Republicans are racist. That is a lie being put yeah. forth by MAGAs. What I have said is, and I will continue to say, there are some Republicans that are racist. Yes, I do believe Donald Trump is racist. There are some Democrats that are probably Absolutely. racist. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, so uh, it, it can happen on both sides. I just point out, some of the bigger named Republicans that happen to be racist, in my opinion. That doesn't mean I would ever say that all Republicans are racist or what Marjorie Taylor Greene says that one party is a party of pedophiles. There are pedophiles on the left. There are pedophiles on the right. But here's what you won't hear on Fox News. You won't hear this on Newsmax or OAN. This story of the Roman Catholic Church, where apparently over 600 kids were molested by priests. But yet you won't hear this story. You know why? Because I guess it wasn't a liberal or a Democrat that committed these atrocities. So you won't hear this story on Fox News. However, if this was a liberal or a Democrat, I guarantee you Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram would be leading with this story to make They'll be it talking about it nonstop. Right. They, they would be they'd be addressing it, you know, hour upon hour upon hour on Fox News and uh those other nobody outlets that you just talked about that nobody really cares about. So yeah. I mean, look, it's, again, hypocrisy. That's what we're talking about here. You know, the idea that uh, this story and others like it that have, that have transpired over the past three, three, four decades that we've heard about, yeah. right, and that actually do affect real people, real kids are actually being sexually abused. And then you've got this idea out there that the right and Republicans and MTG and all these idiots out there that want to say, well, our kids are being damaged because, you know, somebody in drag. Is is reading to them right. in, it, in some in, in some public place that it's just so horrible right. for uh, for America's youth. How can we right. do that? It's just so beyond the pale and ridiculous mm-hmm. that you know it's uh it's very frustrating. You even talk about it. when somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene says all Democrats are pedophiles, and when she's pressed on making a ridiculous statement like that, she responds by talking about how Democrats are grooming our kids. I don't know how I could even have a conversation with somebody like that because it's, it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, here's the yeah. deal, Brian, on Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're giving her too much attention. Yeah. Look, I get it. She's a she's an elected public official. She's someone who's a firebrand, who is loud, who is boisterous. But she is not very intelligent. She's not somebody who who, sh- who should be paid attention to, quite frankly. I mean, she just isn't. I understand there's people out there. Oh, she's an elected official. She, you know, she, she has a right, just as, as much a right as anybody else to be heard and to, you know, to vote. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, but she's made it abundantly clear time and time again that she is a P 
piece of you know what garbage human being. Let me and there are numerous instances. You talked about you know talk about people who are racist, right? And look, there's some people that don't say anything, and so you don't really know if they're racist or not. That's not the case with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. With Marjorie Taylor Greene, she gives us direct evidence that she is racist. Yep. She says things that are absolutely absurd mm-hmm. and beyond the pale all the time. So with respect to her, I have zero respect for her as a person whatsoever. Zero. Okay. I think that it is a, it is absolute joke that the people in her district voted for her to, to represent their district. It makes their district look terrible. Yes, you, you people there in Northwest Georgia, you're <laughs> disgrace. I don't understand why you would elect this woman. She is absolutely positively an atrocious politician and has no business representing you, but they did. So what am I? And look, I, I, you know, I, I'm just one talking head idiot in Vegas talking about her. And that, that's my opinion. But I just happen to be right. So, hey, I mean, that's oh, I, you're definitely you're just def- no business being you're in politics in Washington, D.C. You're at absolutely all. right when it comes yeah. to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let me be very clear to uh, the people out there. Hopefully some of you that are semi intelligent, whether you're a MAGA or not, you might struggle with this. But I'm going to speak slowly and distinctly yeah. and then we can move on. Are there some Democrats that could be pedophiles? Sure. Are there some Republicans that also are pedophiles? Sure. Notice how I didn't say all Democrats or all Republicans, because that would be a ridiculous statement. Are there some Republicans that are racist? Sure. I'm sure there are some Democrats that are racist, too. It can happen on both sides of the aisle. So anybody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene who makes a generic statement that all Democrats are pedophiles, you're a moron. That is not true. And it's a ridiculous statement to make. There are bad people on both sides of the aisle. You can, I don't care what color of skin you are. I don't care whether you're man, woman, trans. It doesn't matter to me. There are bad people in society of all walks, all sizes, all backgrounds. Mm-hmm. When you are an elected politician, and sadly, Chris, Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. is an elected official. When you go on a national TV show, let alone social media, and when you call half the country pedophiles just because you don't agree with their politics... You are dangerous to society, you are inciting violence, and you're a moron. And that is what Marjorie Taylor Greene is. You have to be careful with the words you use, whether you do a little radio show or whether you're a politician with a huge platform. You can't say that an entire group of people are racist. I had never said on this show, even though I'm very unhappy with a lot of Republicans these days, I would never insinuate that all Republicans are racist or bad people. In fact, we have a guy in studio tomorrow who's a Republican, who I respect, who's a friend, his name is Doc Walls. He's running for mayor. He's announcing that on this show tomorrow in Las Vegas. You can't generalize and make that statement because it's wrong and it's awful. Let me open up the phone lines. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, what do you think of this Roman Catholic parish story where we have apparently at least 600 children who have been molested and they tried to keep this story quiet? Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling all Democrats pedophiles. The number to call 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three, and again that number. If you want to be a part of the conversation, now is the time to do so. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. That's seven zero two 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 one. Save. Let's start off with Fernando. Hi, Fernando. What's, What's going up, on, Fernando? Hey guys, uh, good show. Um, yeah, um, the Catholic Church is um, they're doing it again, they're covering up, and you know these priests um, do uh, wrongdoings. They just send to different countries. Nothing happens to them. But with uh, M uh, M uh, G T or M T G whatever her name is. Have you guys seen the um, videos that Michael Rappaport puts out? Yes. On her. Oh, I love yeah. I, Rappaport is hilarious, right, Fernando? A uh, guy is hilarious. Yeah. 
a little over the top sometimes, but but I, it's very entertaining. Let's put it that way, me right, Chris, guys? Me yeah. and Chris were watching it. We were watching it last yeah. night, Fernando. Yeah. Yeah. We were checking out some of his stuff. Yeah. 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 And um, he really rags on her. And um, she only lasted what ten minutes in New York. She couldn't take the heat, and someone told her to take her six toes to back to Georgia or something like that. It was hilarious. It was it, that, Fernando. You know what that was, right? It was just a video and a photo op for her to go up there and show, you know, oh, yeah. her base and show Republicans around the country that I'm MTG and I support the former president. And that's the only reason she was there. She had no business. And, yeah. and by the way. On top of it, this house shows how stupid she is, how dumb she is as an individual. Mm-hmm. She goes up there and she insults the entire city. She goes up there and starts talking about how New York sucks this and, you know, it's, it's, it's putrid and the people suck here. She was like lambasting New York when she was up well, there. The I'm like, you, you, you can't, you can't even get out of your own way, girl. They you know, her. you're just, yeah. you're just, I mean, you're such a joke. She is an absolute. She, if there was a definition of a person who is a joke in the dictionary, there'd be a picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene in there. I mean, that is—it's absolutely uh, absurd. Some of the things that this woman says. She's the worst, one of the worst, or she might be the all-time worst. But um, hey, you guys take care. Have a good day, Thanks, man. Fernando. Thanks, Fernando. 702-221-7283. Again, that number to call: seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Let's go to Paul. Hi, Paul. What's going on? What's up, Paul? Yes, uh, I talked to you guys before. I'm a Trump supporter. Okay. And uh, you guys are the same. You're saying the same thing that Mark Pellegrin supposedly said. You guys were talking about AK-47, but I'll get to to that after I get into the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church are not Christian, okay? The Mormon Church is not a Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. A Christian does not do that. They should have excommunicated those priests a long time ago for So one. is it your take, the Paul, Bible- that a Christian cannot commit a violent crime? I've, is that I've, what you're I've saying, sir? No, no, no. Uh, no, I didn't say that. Okay, I, so I'm what's your point, saying, then? Uh, 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 my point is, is if you go to a true Christian church and somebody does something that, as well as uh, fornication, as well as cheating on There have been priests in some in Christian churches that have molested children in the past. It yep. has happened before. And, and for you to say that that can't women. happen is factually inaccurate, sir. It's just, it doesn't matter. I didn't say that. What? I, I didn't say that. I said they should be prosecuted to the Well, I don't think any reasonable person would disagree well, we all, with We all agree that. with that, right? With you that. all agree that anybody yeah. that is charged Paul, with, with child molestation or any but, kind of but, molestation but, yeah. should but Paul, be charged. But, Paul, yeah. that wasn't the point of why I brought this up. The reason why I brought it up, besides it being terrible, Christian or not, is that there are some Republicans in office that have been calling all Democrats pedophiles, mm-hmm. and those same Republicans won't bring up this story. That's the point I'm bringing up there you can be a pedophile no matter what you look like or what party you're from that's my exact point you were talking about ak-47 the other day i've never brought up an ak-47 i have used the term assault weapon okay assault weapon all right you had the guy from australia on now he can't say nothing because he's not on the show today okay Okay. but he comes from australia and wants to take our our first amendment right he does not want to take your first amendment rights away once again you are factually second amendment right not uh, first he said first First amendment is is that is that is factually inaccurate (laughs) nobody in this country wants to take all your guns away they want to take assault weapons away i've never said well let me explain let me explain why i'm saying this Okay. okay you guys talked about the assault weapons but you never want brought up Philadelphia, never once brought up Chicago. Actually, uh, up actually, Chicago I today. spoke about Chicago today for five minutes. Get the MAGA wax out today, of your ears, I sir. Listening. I was talking about during the, the assault weapons assault. 
an assault weapon. It's I, I right talked about Chicago today. Well, well, Paul, let me, let me ask you this, Paul. Do you want assault weapons on our streets? Absolutely. Why do you want? Why do you want <laughs> assault weapons on Try our streets? It. Hold on, Brian. Hold on. Hold on. Why? The, the, the Constitution doesn't distinguish what type of gun it is. It's the right to bear arms. They knew Let's stick to the question though. Why do you specifically want assault rifles on our streets? What does it do for us? What, the reason why is what's going on in our government today. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Explain. That that means they're ty- tyrannical. They're pushing. Did you did you go through COVID? All right, hold on. Let well, me, so let me, let me ask, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this though. But Paul, do you have an assault rifle? Uh, no, semi-auto. Okay, so what do, what do you plan on using your gun for? But I got a I got a, I got a nine millimeter that holds a nine clip round. And what, why why I mean, why do you why do you have that? What's your plan for your gun? Is it protect yourself, your family, or another January sixth? What what's what's the point of having your gun? We're supposed to have a full blown militia. Oh, oh, oh who says, says who? Where? When? If, if our for, our forefathers told us to be always be vigilant. It's 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 part of the, okay. So our, let me take over here. First of all, there's a difference between being vigilant and then saying you need assault weapons to attack our government. That's number one. Number two, you're talking about assault weapons, and you have the right to have an assault weapon, and when the Constitution was written, the right to bear arms. Let me remind you that when that Constitution, when those rights were written out, there was something called muskets, and in the Constitution also comes (laughs) responsibility. So there's a far line difference between, for example, a musket and an AR-15. It also comes with responsibility. We can't have bazookas. There's certain machine guns you can't own. You You can't have a tank. And there's there's your twist, sir. There's your twist. It doesn't say musket. It says the right to bear arms. What what weapons were available when the Constitution was written, sir? You know what? It says the right to bear arms. What what weapons were being used at the time the Constitution was written? Please answer the question. I'm going to ask you for a third time or we're going to hang up on you. I ask You ask questions and we ask questions. If you're not going to answer my question, then get lost. What weapons were available to the public? They had cannons. Wait, who's, okay, but Paul, who is using why a cannon in 2023? Them? Please let me know, regardless if they had cannons or not, why do you believe that assault rifles are needed on our streets? At what right. point do you think you need an assault rifle to defend okay. yourself? What? Yeah. The question is, why did the police department get the assault weapons after people started carrying them? All right, what an idiotic statement. I appreciate my, so call, My Paul. question is, Brian and Jamie, that 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 conversation is going down a whole bunch of rabbit holes. It started out with Paul calling in and saying, trying to distance himself from the, from the Catholic Church, saying, oh, you know, I, I happen to be Christian. Christians are not uh, Catholics, okay? Uh, you made your point, okay? You understand why we are going down this road. Yeah. He, tried to get, he, try, he tried to get you in a gotcha moment, essentially. Yep. And then it went down a bunch of other roads that we didn't even talk about today. I've been on the show for about 15 minutes. Okay. We haven't talked so about Paul, assault rifles. No. We're not talking about all that. But Paul, and he wanted to start talking about the Second Amendment. And it's like, dude, yeah, come on, man. Like, stick to the topic, so, all right? Yes, we addressed the Catholic Church, and we addressed child molestation and the hypocrisy that takes place in yeah. the, in America. We don't need to go down all these ro- other yeah. roads yeah. about assault weapons and all this yeah. other well, stuff he wanted to, that he wanted, he to, wanted to, to go He's down bringing the- up AK-47s. Yeah. Uh, uh, last I time I checked, we haven't talked about yeah. You guys yeah. haven't talked will, about uh, AK-47s on the show. I will address so Paul's, I don't know what he's talking about. Paul's idiotic yeah. statement there at the end. Uh, you see, <laughs> law enforcement officials should be allowed to carry weapons to protect and serve, and they should be allowed to carry certain weapons and artillery that the general public doesn't because that's the
their job to protect and serve. So him bringing that up doesn't make any sense. Number two, he wouldn't answer my question. Yeah, they had cannons and they had something called muskets when the Constitution was written. And in that Constitution, he also doesn't bring up the fact that there is responsibility. There is reasonable responsibility when it comes to guns. You don't need an AR-15 to defend yourself. And this guy in our lifetime is not going to have to defend himself from the government with an AR-15. Only a psycho would make a statement like that. Yeah, he has a frame of mind. He thinks that the government, he thinks the government's coming after him and taking his guns. Yeah, well, that's 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 a obviously that's an idiotic statement. That's not that's not going to happen. And people that think that way are very very deranged. But that person that thinks that way thinks that we should have more guns, not less guns in society. And that's why we had a bunch of innocent people killed in Kentucky today at a bank. And that's why we continue to have these mass shootings because of that train of thought. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Jamie's going to be coming back with a hot topic. uh, Oh, it's about to get spicy. That involves a gun and guns, and it involves a seventeen. Year old that uh, stole a, a vehicle and was shot and killed oh, by law enforcement. Oh, you weren't supposed to tell Chris. No? Well, uh, we have to do a tease coming back. So uh, yeah, because I haven't heard anything about this story in, all week long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't. I don't. You're, think, you're, you're well, really I sent it to you. You Chris. really were going to sneak this I in on under the you, under the radar on. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah. want you to prepare your speech, Chris. <laughs> all right, so we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the story. Uh, the number to call, by the way, seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. We're going to talk about the story when we come back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here. On KSHP. <laughs> hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more they also offer general wellness exams treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening 
They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right. Welcome back. Pushing the limits on a Monday. Sounds like we are in uh, Dre's nightclub. It's lit. Mega Monday. <laughs> which oots, is a place oots, that I oots, don't want to be. But anyway, welcome I back. I do. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the millennial wants to be in the nightclub, not me. But anyway, I want to tell you guys about uh, my good friends at Sarah West Urgent Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue, Suite 1B. No appointment needed. You can give them a call at 702-240-554. They take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, only a $95 payment. How cool is that? Please check them out. Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. Tell them that B-Shap sent you, and I promise they'll take care of you. Uh, wonderful people over there. Say hello to Andrew and Jessica. All right, so a uh, big story. That's, yes. That's been brewing. Big, big story. Um, that involves, you could argue, even though I don't think that it had anything to do with this, but you can argue it has race, it has law enforcement, police, mm-hmm. a gun, and a 17-year-old dead. Uh, Jamie, what can you tell us about so, this? So, for those who are just not tuning in, this is a situation between a 17-year-old and a police officer. The 17-year-old was allegedly stealing a car and parked a stolen car on the street, was a fast asleep in the car and the police officers came to the scene to arrest this 17 year old mm-hmm. they snuck into the car and they started the 17 year old awake the 17 year old did drive off with one police police officer in the back seat now if you watch the video there's police officers in the front seat there's police officers in the back seat the police officers who were trying to detain the suspect in the front seat were able to move away from the car while the police officer in the back seat remained in the car in this drive-off. Now, the police officer did yell several times, pull over, I'm going to shoot. The 17-year-old obviously did not pull over because he got shot in the back more than three times. Then this car was ran into a random person's house, and the 17-year-old did pass away on the scene while the police officer is fine. He did go to the hospital to be treated for non-serious injuries. Now, with this situation, if you were here last week, Brian and I had a quick disagreement where I stated that this whole situation was wrong. We're moving race out of it. I don't believe that the police officers should have police officers should have snuck into the car the way they did. I believe their entire tactic was completely wrong and disgusting. I understand that the police officer may have been in danger while he was being in the car, while he was, while he was in the car in the back seat. But he put himself in that situation. If they would have done this whole thing differently, this wouldn't have happened. We probably would have still had the seventeen year old on the street to tell the story. And on top of this. Who's to say this was a stolen car from somebody who they actually got this car from? They, they haven't come out with the evidence yet that this was a stolen car from a random person. There's been several incidents where people have said, oh, my car was stolen, but it was just a mad girlfriend and the boyfriend at the time. And now we don't even know whose car this was. So let me, let me just give my quick opinion, then I'll, I'll let Chris go. Yeah. Uh, just a minute here. Chris is ramped up. So first oh. of all, the thing that Jamie didn't mention, and this is why we, we kind of got oh, into Oh, I didn't a, mention it, huh? We didn't get into a debate, mm. uh, is that if the 17-year-old, number one, didn't steal a car, and by the way, that's already been proven, that was a stolen car that but he who's, took. But whose uh, was it? I don't have the exact name of the oh, person who owned the then. car, but they checked the license plate, and that's how they can tell if it's a stolen no, vehicle. No, but even, but even, even, no, but that was, okay, that was, so that was, that was, hold on, let me just, because I want to make sure you understand, that was a fact that was in the original story, which I 
I did okay. bring up last week. Okay. However, I still want to make this statement that unless you tell me whose car it was, then okay. I don't under because okay. I, I told you when I was so, sixteen, I was told I stole my mom's car. When my mom told me I could use her okay. car to go to Walgreens. So let me, let me okay. <laughs> so let me start from the beginning again. Um, the seventeen-year-old is in a stolen vehicle, sleeping in the car. Uh, he stole the vehicle. He doesn't comply with police officers. He drives off um, with a police officer in the back seat. I watched the video multiple times where the police officer tells him several times to pull over or he's going to be shot. Um, there are now here's my here's where my opinion is based on the law. Now, if you want to have an opinion that's not the law and say, well, geez, the officers could have handled it a different way. The proof be told they didn't break any police protocol based on the law. What does the law say? First of all, they're allowed to sneak up on an individual. Mm-hmm. That's not that that that's protocol. I don't disagree. You're I don't disagree. A, okay, but you can disagree. But then I you're, said I don't. I said oh, I don't. Okay, okay. I don't. That's the law. So what? The reason why they're sneaking up on a vehicle because they they're trying not to startle him. And what? Make uh, it make sense. They were not okay. trying not so to startle the I'm man. I'm going by. I'm going they did, by. They did exactly okay. the opposite. Then. So if they wanted to startle him, they wouldn't be whispering and they would have yelled, "You're under arrest." So they they, didn't they do that. did. They so, did. Okay. When they got into so, the car. Numbchuck, I'm getting a feeling it's going to be a repeat of the segment that these guys did last. Week, so but. so let me just let me just it's fine. again my it's opinion fine. He my, heat. my opinion is very simple and very your very, opinion is okay, wrong so, uh, okay well you okay then you're saying then you're saying my opinion shouldn't be based on the law and I just no I didn't you. say that listen okay, so I, I respect finish. the law okay Go so ahead. let me finish Go ahead my opinion is just based on the law it's nothing to what you're referring to well, well remove the, the law. law tell me your opinion okay. I don't want to hear the law what do you mean remove the law I don't want to hear the because my thing is this you don't want to hear about the law no no listen that's ridiculous I respect the law I am you're saying you don't want to no, hear about the law. No, no, but he, no, that's not what I said. Okay. What I said, I'm be very clear, Brian, okay. is remove the okay. law. This is an opinion based okay. show. I want to understand what is your okay. opinion about the situation. So when I give, it was wrong. Okay, so when I give an opinion on an officer involved shooting, uh-huh. maybe this is just my reporter background. Mm-hmm. I bring the law into it. That's great. Hold on, let me finish. But the law, hold on, the, the law finish. is not always hold on, right. Hold on, is let, it? Me, let me finish. Um, the law clearly states. Okay. That if a police officer feels like he is in reasonable fear of his life, okay. he's allowed to use deadly force. Okay. And based on the law, if mm-hmm. a police officer is in the back seat mm-hmm. of a stolen vehicle of a 17-year-old driving the vehicle fast mm-hmm. that is not complying with officers, mm-hmm. any law, any judge, any jury would say that is reasonable for an officer to be in fear of his life. Okay. Now, if you disagree with that law... <laughs> And, and you want to change the laws? That's a different conversation. Okay. I am just going by this specific case with the with the uh, evidence being put forth in front of me with the video. That officer did not commit a crime. Those officers did not commit a crime. The only person that was committing crimes in that video was the dumb 17-year-old kid who didn't comply, who drove off and put officers' lives at risk and everybody else. So, Chris, I, I'm not, so you're Chris. Brian. I agree with you. Let me, ma- let me make this very, very clear. I because I saw Chris was ready to ramp up and get you. Well, I mean, I know, but wait, yeah, hold on. Wait, uh, Brian, Brian, I'm waiting on you guys. Wait, Brian, I agree right. with you. I, if, if we're sticking to the law and we're talking about facts, I do believe that these laws are in place to protect those who are in danger. I do believe that the police officers should be following the laws, but sometimes they manipulate the law. On top of that, I feel as though that at the end. Of this whole entire situation, we lost a 17-year-old when we didn't have to even go this route. 
I feel as though that the tactics of the police officers displayed were in pure, poor taste, and I believe that they could have handled the situation a lot better. Do I believe the 17-year-old was dumb? I surely do. Should the 17-year-old should have complied? I completely agree. Do we know how we would all reacted in a situation where we're startled? No. And I'm saying that at the end of the day, I wouldn't I, drive off. I wouldn't. You I, don't know what you would do. No, I do. You don't know. No, I do, do actually. I do. do. You? I do. If, if somebody, if you were fast asleep in your car right now and somebody jumped in your car and said, don't move. Yeah, yeah. You're under arrest. No, you're going to. Not somebody. Brian, police officers. The, Brian, the way no, that you. No. The Brian. The I wouldn't way, drive listen, off. Pause. I would comply. Brian, Brian, the way that you pop off of people in casinos randomly with no warrant. I don't believe you would completely hold on, hold on. So you're comparing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So you're comparing. Well, I, mean, I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just saying. Hold on, you Jamie, respond. Let me respond. Let, let, let me respond. That's not Jamie, great. Jamie, You've seen him in Jamie, situations. Jamie, Jamie, Look, let me ahead. respond. Go ahead. You're comparing <laughs> popping off verbally to somebody at a poker table in a casino to complying or not complying no, to I'm several. Just, I'm just that's saying. a hold on. That's a ridiculous analogy. Number two. I've been in situation with police officers before. I've been in situations with cops before and I complied with them. That's number two. So to answer your question, doesn't matter whether I was 17 or 42. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. I wouldn't do what that 17 year old did. I I wouldn't steal a vehicle and I wouldn't uh, drive off. And again, you can say they manipulated the law. I could tell you that a jury and a judge and the law disagrees with you. There's nothing they did that manipulated no, no, the no. law. No, no, no. I did not say that they manipulated the law in this situation. I said that police officers do manipulate the law. And I'm talking about this specific okay, so, situation. And, and, and what, I, what I said specifically about this was that their tactics were important. Okay, let's let Chris respond. Okay, so I'm going to say some things, guys, that uh, Sam, both Chris. you, Brian, and Jamie are going to agree with. Okay. I'm going to say some things that both of you are probably going to disagree with me well, on. Get into and it. you're wrong to disagree with me on. Get, in, get okay? into it. So that's what I'm get saying. It, so Mr. I'm going to say some things that you guys are going to disagree, but you shouldn't okay. disagree. Okay. All right. Uh, I saw all the video you guys saw. I watched everything that mm-hmm. uh, that was available, including the uncut video that that mm-hmm. you happened to send me, Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, and actually saw exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no question that the 17 year old did some stupid things, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, a, why are you passing out in a car that you stole? Yeah, you're a dummy on the street. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, why are you? resisting arrest which is what took place in the car you guys saw the video yeah the officers tried to arrest him he essentially was fighting them before he took off and drove the car off Mm -hmm. all right can't do that i don't care if you're white black whatever you can't do that so that was stupid again all right and then obviously driving off and then uh, the, the officer telling you hey you know i have i have a gun i'm going to shoot you uh any any most people in that situation would stop the car right or it would it would you would give up Right, you would just give up and say, "Oh, I, you know." Well, obviously, this, he did, so. and he didn't do that. Okay, so that's one one thing here. Mm. On the other side of things, you saw in the video, okay, the officers' tactics when it came to the arrest or the attempted arrest. Right, mm. there was the cutting out of the window, the plastic in the window. There was the uh, officer getting into the back seat. Mm. Now, there's going to be an investigation. This is something you guys didn't even talk about at all. Okay. The park police is going to be doing an investigation yeah, into that. this case. Mm-hmm. We have video, obviously, that the public has already seen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, there's whatever their procedures are. I, we, I'm not privy to it. Brian's not. You aren't. Mm-hmm. As far as the exact procedures that police officers may or may not have followed in this case, mm-hmm. and or and, and that and therefore. That's going to come into play when it comes to the investigation. Now, these officers are still on duty. They have not been uh, suspended with pay or without pay or anything. They're still on duty. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
when it comes to what Brian calls as the law, you say the law like you like you're something someone that's all knowing as far as what their procedures are. You don't look. You got to calm down with that, okay? Oh, yeah. The proceed. Well, look, look, no, 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 calm down, Jamie. Let, 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 so look, so look. The, there, there'll be an investigation by the park police. They're going to do an investigation. They're the one. Right. The, I, 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 I expect that the park police will cal- calm down. The park police are going to do an investigation. They are aware of what the actual procedures are when it comes to an arrest, right? And when, as far as procedures, whether or not it was, it was right for, for lack of a better word, for the police officer to be in the back seat of the car. I mean, I mean look, as a common sense guy who's not a police officer, all right. I would think uh, you'd want to stay outside of the vehicle Thank if you're the police Chris. officers and just have guns drawn mm-hmm. and 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 then see what happens as far as the uh, the kids should just get out of the car right and get arrested right. right that would be that's the that's the best pace scenario in my right. what happened here it went sideways obviously yes, it did. right mm-hmm. you had a police officer in the back seat you you, you said the police officer in the front seat he wasn't the front no, seat no 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 he was trying to get in no no and no, trying to no, arrest the there, guy there, there was police officers who were in the front seat with the with the seventeen uh, year old like in, in the door in the front seat. Uh, and, the and so side. he drove off, and so the officer and, and, got knocked out got or knocked whatever. Out. And then there okay, was so the in the back. okay, yes. so fine, semantics, whatever. Yeah. So so there was one guy in the back seat, which was kind of strange. I'm like, why are you in the back seat exactly. of the car yeah. at all? You know, it, you could just you could just be outside the car, exactly. And it, you you could okay. Such, okay I'm not done, Brian. Let me let me finish. You are the one. You guys had like a ten minute discussion right, where I went right, and the, right, so okay. So now we get to he's driving the car, right? And the notion of the officer's life is in danger. And I brought this up to Brian yesterday, Jamie, to be, to be fair. Without okay. Me? I brought this up. No, calm, on, calm, calm down. I brought this up to Brian yesterday. All right. This idea stuff. that the police officer is in danger. His life is in danger because he's in the backseat of a car. Yeah. That's obvious. You're in the backseat of a car being driven by somebody else. Right. Your life, I, I guess, is in danger. Yeah. You know, if he, if he wants to die himself. Right. If he wants to kill himself, if you want to run over people, if you want to drive into a brick wall, whatever. Yeah. You'd be in danger. Right. But you know what else makes you in danger? When you shoot and kill the individual driving the car. I said the same you thing. You shoot and kill the individual driving the car. That creates a scenario in which there's no driver down, of the car. Down, so down. here's right, the deal. Down. So here. So here. So this is what I say. I the yes. The kid wasn't was stupid. He did stupid yes. things. All right. And this is my final point regarding the police officer. And it's a question. I'm going to ask it as a question, and okay. you guys can kind of answer it, I guess. All right. All right? Are you trying to tell me that his only option, his only option in this scenario for the police officer was to shoot, shoot and kill the driver? Let me say shoot this. and kill the kid. Let me, let me and the this. answer, obviously, is no. The okay. answer is obviously no. It's We're a leading question. I mean, it's a know. leading question, but the answer is obviously no. So, Brian, I, I don't know what you're going to say yes, as, far as, as far as, as uh, well, yeah, you can, but just let me tap, cap it off real quick. The idea... That a police officer is in danger, but now all of a sudden he's not in danger because you shoot and kill the guy driving the car is kind of a ridiculous it take put, you put because the individual, okay. there's nobody driving the car so anymore. Let, no, look, and the car is still in motion. Wait, 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 so, wait, 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 I'm going to do my best to continue to not talk over you guys because I want to make sure that everybody gets their opinions heard. Yeah, I can do better. Well, I mean, I, I just but hold gave on, Chris, mine. Hold on, Chris. Hold on. You guys gave yours. I just, I just want to make – you're right. But I want to <laughs> make this very, very clear because Brian does deserve the floor. I agree with the law. I agree with police being in power to protect us. And I do believe this whole entire situation was reckless. I believe that the 17-year-old driver was 
acting dumb in this moment. No and question. He, yeah. he lost his life because of a dumb thing yeah, he we, did. We multiple things. Guys, and multiple, on, guys, on, multiple on, things can Chris, be true, on, wait, right? Wait, multiple right, things right, can be Chris, true. Hold on, Chris, I want to get to Brian. It's not just all or nothing. Right, but I want to get to Brian real quick. I want to say that I agree with Brian. It's an important point, though. I agree with Brian on the point that police are put into place to protect us and the laws are put into place to make sure no that question. everybody follows them. Right. No question. However, I want to say that I agree with you as it pertains to this situation. I, I want to make this very clear to Brian because I want his, his response to be direct. I only saying the tactics behind this through the police who were in the situation were just dumb. Period. That's my specific point, and I agree with respect the law. So I go back, to, and we're going to take some phone calls at 7. We're running out of time here. 702-221-7283. Go back to what I said earlier. You can have your opinions on whether you think office, the officer shouldn't have fired the weapon. All that matters is the law. And Chris had made a statement about, you know, you don't know the law or, or something. Well, well I, no, I didn't on, say me, that. Me, Chris, I said that. Chris, 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 let me just finish. You're acting like you're Chris, the, Chris, all, Chris, the only one that knows Chris, about Chris, what let procedure me Chris, is the law and you don't. Please, just yeah. give me a minute here. Um, being a reporter for 10 years, I know a little yeah. bit about what officers can or can't do. Uh, do I know everything about that precinct and, and everything in the protocols? No. But I will say this once again. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this based on the law. The officer that fired the weapon will not be charged with a crime. Okay, so hold on, let me finish. That's your hot let take, though. That's let, your take. Me, and you might be right. Chris, you, you gotta, might be right. Chris, I, you okay, talk, so, you've got to let me talk for more than 30 oh, seconds. I guess. Oh, yes, please, okay. Okay. I'm asking you Don't respectfully. Me, I'm being quiet. Please yeah. let me finish my Don't statement me. without interrupting me. You've done it twice <laughs> now in 30 seconds. Yeah, but you're, you have um, your hot takes, and okay, then you just so you gotta let slide. Can I finish, please? Thank you. In that moment... You can disagree with what the officer did, and you could say, boy, he should have let him keep riding, and maybe he could have not shot him in the back. You could have those opinions, but all that matters here is the actual law. And I guarantee you, in that moment, when the officer fired the weapon, he believed that his life was in danger. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Whatever. Number two. Well, you can disagree with that, but the well, law I mean, is going to say you're wrong. Well, number, two. Finish, number, two. No, number, two. number 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 two. It's the only opinion. Number two. Third time being interrupted in a minute. Keep going. Keep going. Number two. Yeah. Number two. If that officer is in the backseat of a car on the strip, per se, when there – and this is based on the law, and there's a lot of people on the street, and if you shoot that individual, you're putting a lot of lives in danger, then that officer can be charged with a crime. In this specific situation, there were no people walking around the street. There were just officers following this individual. There was nobody coming from, from traffic on the other side. The, the individual was shot and he crashed his car into a home. There weren't hundreds of people around or oncoming traffic where the officer put a lot of other people's lives in danger. Now, if he did, I would agree with you, but he didn't. Here's the bottom line. And if, and we'll see where the chips fall, where they may. I don't believe that officer committed any crimes. I don't believe those other officers committed any crimes. According to the law, you can disagree with how they handled it, and you could say they could have handled it a different way, and maybe a 17-year-old's life could have been saved. The reason why this 17-year-old is dead is for his fault and his fault only, and that will be proven, and those officers will still be police officers, and quite frankly, I don't think they broke any laws. I'm raising my hand. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. I, I want to be very clear, and I want to also get this distinction. Are you saying that Chris and I are disagreeing that the police officer? Wait, you just I made me forget. Well, I just you, let me look at me. Well, let's take a call. Wait, let's take a call. For the last five wait, minutes, Brian just, just tried to clarify his points and tried to and tried to get across to us that he he thinks he's right and we're wrong. That's all it was. That's all it was. Last five minutes. But I want to understand. Do you believe that we think that? 
the police officers are completely are, are broke the law? Do you think we think that that they broke the law? Because we're uh, not saying that. I think he's getting off. We're not. I think saying he's getting that. off. So I, I mean, well, I would agree what, with you on let's that. Let's see what a caller thinks. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Let's go to Al. Al, what's going on? Quickly. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, sorry to call him so late. Um, uh, uh, regarding the, I don't want to get too into this, the, the, the kid getting shot. What I wanted to call in about was the, uh, the weapons thing where it's ridiculous that 18 year olds can get a AR, whatever, and you can't, you have to be 21 to get a handgun. Uh, I'll tell a you what, Al, are we even talking about that though? Al, I'll Al, tell you, talking about my, that, my yeah. friend, we're going to talk more about gun control yeah. tomorrow on the show. Okay. We're going to get more information about the shooting and I would love to hear your opinions on that. Sound fair? Okay. Okay, okay that yeah. sounds fair. But anyways, there's a new law in Washington that just came in that they process that you cannot buy a AR whatever if you're 18. And I would like to talk about that. Okay, tomorrow. so How's call that? in tomorrow, Alan. Yeah. You're welcome to my friend. Okay. Okay, so back on topic. Right, though, Thank you. Alan. I told you guys. I told both of you, Jamie and Brian, before I started my my, chirp, my chirping for five me. minutes. I told you <laughs> that there were going to be things, aspects to this that I'm going to mention that both you and you and he, you and you and Brian would agree with, yeah. and that you would disagree with, and that you're wrong to disagree with me on. I kind of made that point. I tried to make that point as when it came to this topic. I agree with look, you. Know everything. You, look, I agree. I don't think the police officer is going to end up getting charged with anything. Yeah, I think he's going to. Police officers are given the benefit of the doubt, and that's wrong. what's going to take place here. I disagree, though, with this whole idea that Brian, you are on board with that. Oh yeah, it was his his only option was to yeah. shoot and kill the guy that's driving the car. That's the only issue that I have with Here's what I will say to it's end this. It's not the only Here's option. What I will he say. had other options. Here's what I will yeah. say to end this. If yes. I'm in the back seat of a vehicle and you I have... shouldn't have been. If, I, if, I'm <laughs> in the back, if I'm yeah. in the back seat of a vehicle and <laughs> somebody is driving a stolen car and I have a gun, I'm probably going to shoot them. And I wouldn't feel bad right. about it at all. Oh, that's, um, what that's kind of a blanket. You, yeah, that's a blanket Brian, general what is wrong with you? I'd be in yeah, fear for my life. Weird. Brian. I'd be in fear for my life. And you wouldn't be in fear if, if the guy's dead and nobody's driving the car? You, you wouldn't be fear for your life then? In the back, you, put yourself in the you wouldn't be scared for your life then if there's nobody driving the car? Exactly. You make if, it more dangerous. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Come on, man. Okay. I mean, it's an obvious point that I'm making. All right. Very obvious. No one's driving the car. We have a minute here. And again, I will go back to what I said earlier, which is very, very simple. Which is means Brian's um, right. Yes, if, we're wrong. If, Brian's no, right. yeah. no, I'm just he going by the right. law. He's like, I want to end up my hey, statement because you everybody, guys are wrong. everybody can think they're right. Okay, I guess. Well, well, I tend to, I tend to, I tend to have opinions based on what the law says and whether police officers broke fair. the law or not. We do too. If the we police do, officer, we do too, Brian. Here's the thing: if a, if a police trash. officer breaks the law, then they should be held to account. If they don't break the law, then they shouldn't be uh, held to account. It's very, very simple. The only person that broke the law in that whole sequence was the 17-year-old, and now, sadly, that 17-year-old is dead. So I think if there's, well, that's any, true. If there's yeah, anything that's, we learn from this story, that's true. That's it's true, right? it's don't steal a car, comply with police, because if you don't, you can be put in this situation. I don't want anybody to be I put in this situation. I think we should also learn that police officers do things a little differently when it comes to their tactics. Okay, well, that's that's your opinion. And don't pass out in a stolen car either. Yeah, and don't get in the back seat. Okay, well, I'm not a professional when it comes to police training. If you are, that's cool, but we got to go, everybody. Thank you to Chris Wynn for joining us, our number Good two. Good talk. I have a feeling we will continue this conversation into lunch. But, uh, hey, Doc Wall is going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. Doc is running for mayor here in Las Vegas, and we'll get into this with him and talk a little bit more about gun control. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks, guys.